the African History Network and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Welcome to the African History Network show. It is Thursday, February 10th, 2022, and we are live. So um, I saw a story, I think I saw it yesterday. I think I started seeing the story yesterday, Wednesday, then saw it uh, again today. Still with hip-hop artist Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has acquired Death Row Records which was uh, the record uh, label he started with. And Death Row Records was founded in 1992 by Dr. Dre, Suge Knight, the DOC, and Dick Griffey. So we're going to talk a little bit about this. Uh, this is big news, acquiring Death Row Records, because unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of this, uh, a lot of the music, uh, a lot of the masters for, uh, for, uh, a lot of classic music. A lot of that is not owned by African-Americans, even though we're the ones that made the music in the first place. Now I have some disagreements, of course, with some of the content of the music of death row records, things like that, but you'll have songs that are sampled, what have you. So I'd rather for the record company for us to own it and maybe do something more positive with it than for it to be owned by other people. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, Snoop Dogg acquires Death Row Records, label that launched his career. I'll probably do a follow-up story about this on our Sunday show. And then uh, more and more people are finding out today that a lot of the reports dealing with uh, the Biden administration distributing crack pipes as part of a, a harm reduction program, a lot of people are finding out that was false in the story pushed by the uh, conservative uh, news organization, um, uh, the, the, uh, the Washington Free Beacon. And it was picked up by Fox News and Fox News was hammering this uh, on yesterday, uh, uh, on uh, Wednesday. There's a good uh, article from the Washington Post that goes through and separates fact from fiction. I posted it on our Facebook fan page today. You know, we did a big show yesterday dealing with this, dispelling all these myths, taking you through step by step. And uh, a lot of um, a lot of the stories that were put out initially had to be updated or taken down because they were just false. So Washington Post has a has a good article here. Uh, no, the federal government isn't spending $30 million on crack pipes. Now, some people just want to hallucinate this and just keep going with this and just keep pushing it. Maybe it's because they want free crack pipes for themselves. Or, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe a loved one. You remember, you remember the song from back in the 90s, Your Mama's on Crack Rock? You remember that song? So maybe it's, you know, maybe they want to cut down on expenses or something. But no. Uh, that's not part of this program, even though some people want to hallucinate and make it part of the program. So read this article here from the Washington Post is a good piece. No, the federal government isn't spending $30 million on crack pipes. And it goes through and breaks down. I know some people don't like to read, but it goes through and separates fact from fiction. Okay. This is a good piece written by, uh, Meryl Cornfield and Mariana uh, uh, Alfaro, okay, for the Washington Post. So there was a, 
um, there was a good segment on the Black News Channel that I saw today. And it dealt with the harm of um, disinformation and how disinformation is targeting the African-American community, okay? So we're, we're going to talk some about that as well, um, how disinformation is targeting the African-American community. And this is something I've been talking about for a number of years now. And we have seen this explode with the um, proliferation of social media. And this played a part in the 2016 presidential election with the fake news stories uh, that were on social media and the conspiracy uh, theory stories and things like this that were just really allowed to run rampant uh, during uh, 2016. But we see, if you read the Mueller report, and uh, and I've got my copy of the Mueller report here, because in the Mueller report, as well as there was a U.S. Senate intelligence report that came out about 2017, and it dealt with how the disinformation campaign coming from Russia and coming from the Internet Research Agency, which is a Russian agency, th things like this, that disinformation campaign goes back to 2014 and, and it did not just start in 2016. It actually started in 2014. So we're going to talk some about this, how this disinformation harms the African-American community because your thoughts create feelings, your feelings create actions and behaviors, your actions and behaviors create results and you make decisions that uh, can have uh, life altering consequences based upon bad information or just based upon false information. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And then there, there was a uh, piece I didn't get a chance to get to. Uh, this is dealing with uh, HBCUs. And we know um, right around the beginning of African-American History Month, uh, there was uh, for two days in a row, there was a rash of HBCU uh, bomb threats. Uh, we know on, uh, I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday, there was a rash of HBCU bomb threats. Um, well, the Black Enterprise has an article, and this is the legitimate one because they took down that fake article that they had uh, citing the, uh, the, the Washington Free Beacon. They had to take that article down because it was false information in that dealing with the, the crack pipes. Black Enterprise had an article about that. And Roland Martin called him out yesterday on Roland Martin Unfiltered. And then uh, they, they took they ended up taking it down because it was just false information. But most of the information they have at Black Enterprise is good. Um, Black Enterprise has this has this story here. HBCU leaders say they are un, undeterred by recent string of bomb threats. HBCU leaders say they are undeterred by a recent string of bomb threats, okay? So we're gonna talk about this also um, on Tiffany Cross's show, The Cross Connection, um, this past Saturday to discuss this as well. Man, I hate the, all these ads. Obviously. So this is one of the reasons why I can't show you articles from Black Enterprise because all these ads. I like Black Enterprise, but 
all these ads popping up is annoying. All right, we'll continue this another side of the break. Let's see the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation of the Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotep, and I'll let you know about the online classes I'm teaching this uh, weekend as well. We'll be back in a few minutes. The work that I do is larger than the fashion industry. It's larger than the art world. And I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre. I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. The only reason why my prom dress went viral is because people needed it. Within a few days of going viral, Notori Naughton reached out to me. She's like, I saw your dress, can you make me a dress? I was equally as shocked to be asked by a celebrity to design their dress at the age of 17. That's just one person and the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time. Soul in Motion, celebrating 38 years in the arts. This energetic ensemble of dancers and drummers was started by percussionist Michael Friend and is led by choreographer, associate director Pam Lassiter. Based in the Washington, D.C. area, Soul in Motion is now accepting bookings for Black History Month, Juneteenth, and summer festivals in 2022. Soul in Motion is also available for more intimate events like naming ceremonies and weddings. To find out more or book your date, call 240-452-1349 or send an email to info at soulinmotion.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Soul in Motion, celebrating our history, our culture, our future. Soul in Motion, theater, African dance, and drumming since 1984. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Now, I uh, want to remind you, uh, you can still register for the online classes that I teach on Saturdays and Sundays. On uh, Saturdays, it is Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. So Kemet's one of the original names of Egypt. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. So we deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips, uh, classes on Saturdays. Next class is Saturday, February 12th, uh, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As soon as you register, you can, uh, there's bonus content you can watch. You can watch last week's class, okay, because this, this class just started up. Uh, we do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch it anytime. So visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And on Sundays, I teach uh, from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. That's 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time also. We have a bundle pack where, we, 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 where you can register for both classes. 
uh, for only $120. The classes are regularly $130 each. And if you've taken classes with me before, email me at ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com and you'll get a 50% uh, discount on the classes in the bundle pack. All right. So I want to uh, jump into the story here dealing with um, Snoop Dogg. So we got the news uh, on Wednesday that uh, Snoop Dogg has purchased Death Row Records, which is, uh, I mean, which is something big. And even though I'm not a fan of a lot of the music from Death Row Records, it's a, I think it's important for us to own the company because it was African-Americans that created the content and you can take that, you can, you can take the company and take it into a more positive direction. Okay. So it doesn't have to be what it used to be, but we need to own these. We need to own this music because, you know, I, I late at night, I see the advertisements for uh, the, like the infomercials for the, songs of the 70s and the 70s soul collection and all this stuff and that and that stuff's coming from time warner time warner owns a lot of that stuff but a lot of those songs from the 70s 80s you know those classic songs a lot of stuff we don't even own but we were the artists and a lot and i and i look at i look at the uh a lot of the artists that they have in there billy paul and uh you know they have the temptations and different things like this and a lot of those artists have gone on a lot of those artists have passed away but their music is still making money for white people. Cause a lot of that stuff we don't own. Okay. So we need to, we need to own this music. All right. Whatever we do, we need to own it. All right. Whatever we do, we need to own it. Okay. So if we look at this article here from the Hollywood reporter, Snoop Dogg acquires death row records label that launched his career. The deal announced Wednesday, February 9th, comes in conjunction with the release of a new album, B-O-D-R, short for Back on Death Row, and a wave of NFT offerings, okay? So this piece is from February 9th, 2022. Now, I know Snoop is going to be performing at the Super Bowl, and uh, I won't be watching the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to see it. Uh, once again, I haven't watched um, a NFL game since Colin Kaepernick left the league. So Sunday night when I do my show, I'll be wearing my Colin Kaepernick shirt because I ain't watching the Super Bowl. Uh, Snoop Dogg is back in business with the label that launched his career. The hip hop mogul has acquired Death Row Records brand from MNRK Music, MNRK Music Group, a firm that is controlled by a private equity uh, funds managed by Blackstone. Okay, the Blackstone Group. We're going to talk more about Blackstone Group on Sunday show. Because the Blackstone Group is, con is connected to Core Civic. Core Civic used to be called Corrections Corporation of America. And Core Civic is the largest owner-operator of privatized prisons in the country. But we'll talk about that on Sunday. Now, terms of the deal were not disclosed. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. Now, Death Row Records was founded in 1992 by Dr. Dre, Suge Knight, the DOC, Dick Griffey, um, and, and Dick Griffey. Death Row was among the music industry's highest profile labels for a stretch, uh, for a stretch that decade, responsible 
for culture shifting releases from uh, from Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Tupac Shakur, among others. However, controversy arrived amid a wave of lawsuits and criminal activity, some of which involved co-founder Suge Knight, who remains in prison. Some of it involves co-founder Suge Knight, who remains in prison. Now, Death Row Records ultimately filed for bankruptcy in 2006 and was acquired at an auction three years later for $18 million by Wide, by Wide Awake Entertainment. Wide Awake Entertainment. Now, Death Row Records had, has changed hands uh, over the years as well, ultimately landing at Blackstone and MNRK. Now, in the statement, Snoop Dogg says the brand has immense untapped value, immense untapped value. So look for uh, more samples of it to, in commercials. Because I, I know, I think it's the Geico commercial. Is it Geico or Progressive? Geico commercial, I think, ta with tag team. I know they're not on death. We're not on death row records, but scoop, there it is. Tag team, and then you got Kroger. They they uh they sample a flow rider, uh get low, uh they they sample that, and uh, so we see a lot of it. We see uh it's one commercial, uh, realty commercial, uh, with Big Boy from uh, Outcast. So you're gonna see more. You're gonna see more of this. Now, uh, Snoop Dogg said it feels good to have ownership of the label. I was part of at the beginning of my career and as one of the founding members and as one of the founding members. Now, this is an extremely meaningful moment for me. And Snoop went on to sign with No Limit Records, Master P, No Limit Records, Interscope, Capital, Geffen, Priority Records and Def Jam. So he's been all over the place. He said, I would like to personally thank the teams at Blackstone, MNRK, and especially uh, David Kestenbaum, uh, Kest who worked collaboratively with me over several months to make this exciting homecoming a reality, to make this exciting homecoming a reality. Now, one of the reasons why this is so important, and this is taking place at the same time that you have Brian Flores former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, who has filed his lawsuit against the NFL, uh, alleging discrimination when it comes to the hiring of coaches. And, and I hope I hope I hope he wins. And uh, all this really has to change this discrimination. Uh, this racism in the NFL has to change. But one of the reasons why this is so important is because when, when we look at the NFL, the real focus in the NFL, so, so a lot of people are focusing on coaches, okay? And I saw Roger Goodell, we'll talk about this on Sunday. I saw the press conference Roger Goodell um, held yesterday, held Wednesday with reporters. And a lot of that stuff Roger Goodell said yesterday, he said last year. He said a lot of that stuff last year, okay? So this is about ownership. 
I know I know a lot of people are talking about African American head coaches and more African American head coaches. That's that's good. But head coaches can be fired. Owners can't. I mean, there's a process to get rid of owners if they violate some ethics clause. But some of some of these white supremacists, I mean, some of these good old boys, they ain't go, you know. I mean, look, you know, there was a private conversation with uh, Donald Sterling, who owned the L.A. Clippers. He ended up having to sell the team. But what did he get? Something like $200 million for the team? That was a private con- private conversation that got exposed. Okay? They, I know it's the NBA. But if you own the team, you can hire whoever you want to hire. If you own the team, you can hire whoever you want to hire. So I know they um, – I had the article up here. Let me see something here. Um, I know uh, the Dolphins just did a hire. Um, let me pull this up. There was an article that I had, and I think I took it down. But we know the um, – Dolphins just did a hire, and their new their new head coach. Um, he did a press conference. Uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday. I think he I think he held the press conference uh, yesterday, and he's biracial. Either yesterday or today, he's biracial. Mike McDaniel. Um, Sports Illustrated has this piece here: five takeaways from his. Um, press conference because his dad's african-american his mom's white he's married to a white woman he he identifies as biracial he's basically gone throughout his life living as a white person now i'm not blaming him for it but the dolphins are gonna you know they're gonna say that uh okay let me just put it like this i don't count him towards the african-american coach count okay now you may say he's a minority okay he identifies himself as biracial. He doesn't. He doesn't identify himself as black. This is not an attack on him, but he's basically gone through all his life living as a white man. If you saw the press conference that he did today, you... okay. Five takeaways from Mike McDaniel press conference. New Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel showed off his personality and sense of humor. Blah blah blah. Let me see if they talk about this. I know Roller Martin played a, a segment of the press conference today. Okay, so this is Mike McDaniel here. Okay, this is this is here. He reminds me of Homer Plessy. Okay, this is Mike McDaniel with his with his with his wife and daughter. Okay. So if you just look at him, you won't know really he's African American. All right. So uh this don't this don't count towards this don't count towards that count. All right, we're coming up on a break here. Stand by. STEM Forward, helping our community find their place in the emerging fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Join us for our monthly live stream on our website, stemforwardedu.org. Watch, subscribe, share. Also join our mailing list to stay up to date with STEM resources and opportunities. STEM Forward, the future is now. Watch, subscribe, share. iRedify is a Black-owned digital platform that showcases Black and Brown cultures and people. The books on the platform are written by African-American authors 
Afro-Caribbean authors, African authors, and so much more. Kids 14 and under can read ebooks, listen to audiobooks, and complete learning activities. Kids can even write in the books digitally. Get unlimited access to everything on the platform for only $8.99 a month at iredify.com. Sign up for your membership today. Mental health and well-being have long been a taboo subject in the so-called African-American community. So I enlisted the help of mental health experts, thought leaders, and activists to help kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and heal from post-traumatic slave syndrome. We experience trauma a lot of times um, on a subconscious level. So sometimes something happens to us and we know that it's traumatizing, but we don't really recognize the extent of the trauma. They are emotionally constipated and emotionally obese because again, all the things that we experienced in childhood, we suffocated and we stored in our body. It's a time to kill and it's a time to heal. We've been haunted by the ghost of Willie Lynch and his doctrine of self-refueling trauma for too long. It's time for Willie to die. Die, Willie. It's time for the ghost LOXD block. It's time to kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and get out the matrix. Check out my man Ron Life Speaks at DieWillie.com. Love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Unfortunately, many people confuse what racism is. Racism is a power structure. It was laws and policies that put us in this predicament. It's going to be laws and policies that take us out. So you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts. You control the compass of his or her actions because the mind can't do a teach what it doesn't know. We have it all on 910 AM Superstation. 910, the Superstation, Detroit's only African-American talk radio. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. Uh, calling numbers 313-587. I'm sorry, 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600. Is the calling number if you have a question or comment. Um, okay, I want to go back to this story. I'm going to send you this clip here also here, um, Shakita, in just a second. I want to go to um, the press conference. Uh, I want to go to the press conference that uh, Mike McDaniel had here in just a minute. I'm going to try to pull that up. All right, calling numbers 313-778-7600. So right before the break, uh, I w we were talking about uh, Snoop Dogg buying back, oh, well, Snoop Dogg buying death row records, okay? Um, and that was announced on Wednesday, February 9th. And we know he's performing at the Super Bowl as well. Um, okay, let me close out some of these clips here. So, but this is, this is uh, about ownership. And this is why it's so important when it comes to the NFL. And I know civil rights leaders uh, had a meeting with Roger Goodell a couple of days ago. We'll talk about that on Sunday's show. Um, this is why it's so important that we don't settle for head coach, head coach positions, even though there should be more African-American head coaches in the NFL. That's true. But it can't stop there. Because the league is between 58% to 68% African-American. And there's never been any African-American uh, owners. 
and this and this is about ownership. Okay, this is this isn't about employees. This is about ownership. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to. Uh, okay, I'm trying to find the clip. Is it in here? They got the longer clip in here, but I want the shorter clip. All right. Okay. So I'll try to find it. Let's go back to this article here from uh, the Hollywood Reporter. So um, it was Blackstone's uh, David Kessenbaum, a senior manager, a senior managing director who returned the favor by using Snoop Dogg as a legend. He said, we have Blackstone are strong supporters of the artists and creator community in our entertainment investments. We are excited to put the Death Row Records brand back in the hands of a legend like Snoop Dogg. We wish him uh, success in the years ahead as the brand moves forward under his leadership and vision. Now, MNRK Music Group's president and CEO Chris Taylor praised Snoop as the uh, executive with long-term ambitions to take death row into its next 30 years. The deal comes at a busy time for the artist, formerly known as Snoop Doggy Dog. He will perform alongside Dr. Dre and Eminem and Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige as part of the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show uh, from SoFi Stadium on February 13th. I wonder if they're going to give Colin Kaepernick a shout out. I'm just curious. Uh, he is also releasing a new album, B-O-D-R, an acronym that stands for Back on Death Row, in partnership with Gala, uh, Gala Games, the blockchain gaming platform. Okay, so you check out the rest of this um, uh, article here. Now, uh, he, he, he purchased Death Row for an undisclosed amount. So maybe we'll find out uh, one day how much he paid for uh, death row records. But, hey, you know, this is about ownership. This music, I may disagree with some of the lyrics and things like this. I may disagree with a lot of the lyrics. But we need to own it, take these companies, transform them into something else, transform them into something better. So check out this article here from The Hollywood Reporter from February 9th, 2022. Now, I want to um, go to this next story. So yesterday, we spent a good amount of time dispelling these myths, dispelling just this nonsense being pushed by right-wing media, picked up by some African-American social media influencers or whatever you want to call them, and, and Black Enterprise and uh, even the Black News Channel, the Shade Room, all this, just putting out this just nonsense, okay? So most of them took down the articles or or greatly updated the articles with accurate, correct information after the White House put out their statement and uh, Xavier Becerra, the Secretary of uh, Health and Human Services, uh, 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 put out a statement and Jen Psaki, White House Press Secretary, uh, was asked about it at the, at the uh, White House briefing yesterday. So there's a good article here from Washington Post I encourage everybody to read and, and, and also read the article from the Miami Herald that I talked about on Wednesday show. No, the federal government isn't spending $30 million on crack pipes. Now, some people may want them to. 
you know, for various reasons. In uh, some of the comments that I heard from some people, some African-Americans who just want to push this myth, if they are African-Americans, they could be, it could be somebody from Russia posing as African-Americans. This is some of the nonsense I saw yesterday. Either that or maybe they were high themselves, which would explain a lot. Conservatives, conservative figures have launched an online furor this week, claiming that the government plan to spend $30 million on pipes for smoking crack. The heightened concern came months after the Department of Health and Human Services. We're going to clip number uh, clip number one, Shakita, from the Black News Channel. Uh, the heightened uh, concern came months after the Department of Health and Human Services announced a federal grant for local programs that provide uh, myriad harm reduction tools on services that minimize or services that minimize the risks associated with drug use, including distributing uh, paraphernalia such as clean needles. Republicans seized on quote unquote crack pipes, and a lot of those Republican, a lot of those Republican senators, especially Republican senators, and some of the, a lot of them in the House, like Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene. When I hear them, they sound like they're high. Be, that would explain a lot of the craziness that comes out of their mouths. Okay. Now, Republicans seized on crack pipes, causing the phrase to trend on Twitter on Tuesday. The latest in continued resist the, the latest and continued resistance from the GOP against harm reduction techniques at a time when people are dying of drug overdoses. At a at record rates in the United States, at record rates in the United States. Now, as we talked about on yesterday's show, in a lot of these red states, they have harm reduction programs, and they're largely targeting white people because they're largely targeting opioid addiction. This harm reduction program here, this thirty million dollars, this thirty million dollar grant, this is targeting underserved populations who are often overlooked when it comes to harm reduction programs. So this is going to benefit disproportionately African-Americans and Latinos. As we talked about on Wednesday show, go back and watch our Wednesday, February 9th show. Cause I went through and broke this down in Louisiana. They have a $34 million uh, uh, harm reduction program. And we saw uh, Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, who was on Fox News, attacking this program. But he didn't talk about the harm reduction program they have in Louisiana to save white people's lives. And in Florida, you have uh, this harm you have this harm reduction program uh, from June uh, that that was signed into law in June 2019 by Governor Ron DeSantis. This one right here for needle exchanges. Okay, this is largely targeting white people because it's targeting opioid addiction. And, 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 and a lot of people, when they when their prescription drugs run out for for opioids, then they turn to heroin. Okay, well, they got this in Florida, but, Sen but Senator uh, Marco Rubio, little Marco from Florida. Was attacking this program, talking about crack pipes, but he didn't talk about the harmicin program they have in Florida to save white people's lives. We'll continue this on the other side of the break. I want you to hear this segment 
from the Black News Channel today where they talked about uh, how disinformation harms black communities, how disinformation harms black communities. Listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. That no Republicans in the House or the Senate voted for. And I was talking briefly about this uh, really good article here that came out today from the Washington Post that goes through and really dispels a lot of these myths, a lot of this nonsense floating around on social media that people just kept repeating and didn't do any research. Okay, so uh, no, the federal government isn't spending $30 million on crack crack pipes. Um, I want to go to this segment here. This is from uh, the Black News Channel from today. And Amisha Cross is on here. I know Amisha, we're sometimes panelists together on uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered. But they talked about how disinformation harms black communities. Let's go to clip number one, Shakita. And then some black media ran with a headline claiming hey, hey, start, the Biden start, start, start administration is handing out me, free start, crack start, pipes to start, drug addicts start that clip from the beginning, to achieve please. racial equity. I mean, that's definitely clickable. And it was quickly a trending topic, first reported by the Washington Free Beacon, then picked up by Fox News, Newsweek, even The Shade Room. Black Enterprise ran with it also, but quickly snatched the story down. And here's why. Because it's wrong. The $30 million harm reduction grant is an initiative by the Department of Health and Human Services. Now, in the technical language of the grant, HHS included a reference to how reducing drug-related offenses and deaths would connect to Biden's racial equity goals. That's the whole point. Specifically, on page 12 of the 75-page grant, it reads, the behavioral health disparity impact statement is in alignment with the expectations related to President Biden's executive order advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government. That's the only mention of racial equity in all 75 pages. So many news outlets took that and ran with the specific right-wing narrative without doing their homework. Because they're lazy. A, that basically means that help will be granted to anyone, regardless of race, religion, or socioeconomic status, you know, that American dream thing. And B, HHS said today, no federal money will be used to put pipes in safe smoking kits. Joining me now is BNC political contributor Amisha Cross to help us understand how we got to this conversation today. Amisha, misinformation is a thing. What do you know, what do we know about how misinformation particularly targets black people? Absolutely, and I'm thankful that you're having this conversation tonight, Nayera. The the issue that we're dealing with is that the Republican Party has by and large known for quite some time that they could target specific, uh, specific fake news, specific misinformation towards black audiences. And they've done it in large part to diminish black, black turnout and black support of Democrats. And they're doing it right now at hyper speed with Joe Biden. What we've seen here is, as you stated in your opening, um, a very small piece of a extremely long document taken completely out of context. We know that harm reduction strategies work first and foremost. 
they are one of the top priorities when it comes to reducing overdoses, when it comes to making communities safe, when it comes to getting families and communities back on track after someone has suffered from an addiction problem. And that has by and large been the case for decades now. Let it be known that America has the largest amount of overdose deaths of any nation in the world. We have to be very clear about what we're facing here. And what Republicans did was racialize what was a non-racialized funding stream, particularly dedicated to addressing the overdose crisis, the addiction crisis we have in America. What I find really interesting about some of what Senator Marco Rubio was saying, some of what we were hearing on Fox News, is about crack pipes, right? Because they didn't talk about say, meth overdoses or opioid overdoses, issues we know are predominantly white people drug problems and get a lot of attention from those media outlets. So why did they focus specifically on taking this grant and connecting it to crack? Because the race game is a game that Republicans will never stop playing. It's like Vegas 24-7. They keep cashing in those slots and they keep winning on it. They want to delegitimize African-American communities, African-American families, and showcase brokenness. And what the images of crack pipes does for Americans when they hear it is take us back to the 80s and the 90s. It takes us back to the crack epidemic. It takes us back to people dying in streets with needles in their arms. It takes us back to extreme poverty. It takes us back to those those, those movies that were perpetuated for so long that showcase black families being broken up by crack and crack babies. And all of those things that have been proven to not only be falsified information in many cases as it relates to the expansion of the crack epidemic, but also a proof to diminish black people and black bodies. What we know in these harm reduction strategies is that largely they have honestly been pushed towards white communities. Um, as, a, as it relates to the opioid crisis, as it relates to those individuals who needed more methadone clinics and things like that, as it relates to trying to build towards a more healthy community for populations that they never criminalized drug abuse for. Okay, so we're coming up uh, here. We're, we're out of time here on 910 AM Superstation WFDF. Those watching on Facebook and YouTube, uh, keep watching. We're going to keep broadcasting for a few more minutes. We'll finish this up. Any more trolls come on like this dumbass I just blocked? You, you're going to get blocked again. You're showing how ignorant you are. You're probably high on crack rock. Uh, that's why you keep spreading misinformation. Now, what I have up right now, this is from Louisiana, where Senator uh, John Kennedy is from. Now, Senator John Kennedy was on Fox News yesterday attacking this program t- and talking about crack pipes and things like this that, that, that don't exist. Yet he didn't talk about the uh, harm reduction program, this $34.5 million uh, harm reduction program targeting for opioid addiction in his state of Louisiana that's largely targeting white people. He didn't want to talk about this. All right. We'll be back uh, Sunday. Thanks for listening to the African History Network show. Remember, right now it's correct. Wrong behavior is not over till we win. We'll kind of forever visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You sign up for the online classes that I teach, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Okay, so let's continue. Let me cue this back up. Uh, we're going to go back to this piece here from uh, the Black News Channel. And this is dealing with um, how misinformation harms the black community. And, and a lot of the troll, mo- most of the trolls I find are on, on YouTube also.
and they're just running around with a whole bunch of misinformation just showing how ignorant they are okay let's go back to this clip extreme poverty it takes us back to those 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 movies that were perpetuated for so long that showcase black families being broken up by crack and crack babies and all of those things that have been proven to not only be falsified information in many cases as it relates to the expansion of the crack epidemic but also a push to diminish black people and black bodies what we know in these harm reduction strategies is that largely they have honestly been pushed towards white communities um, as, a, as it relates to the opioid crisis, as it relates to those individuals who needed more methadone clinics and things like that, as it relates to trying to build towards a more healthy community for populations that they never criminalized drug abuse for. So we have to be very serious in how we talk about this because the frustration that all of us should have is that Tucker Carlson talked about it last night and called it basically Biden putting crack pipes in the hands of, 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 of black America. Problematic, also conversely very untrue. But what, we, what is more angering is that places like Boston, places like Black Enterprise, mm -hmm. places like um, the, the Breakfast Club, places across that black people actually look towards for their media, actually picked up and propagated this very hateful rhetoric towards black people and now, you know, I have a lot of educated black friends who are texting me just this morning asking about why Joe Biden was putting crack pipes in the hands of the black community. These people should know better. But misinformation fast travels faster than the truth. And I think that we have to do a very good job of distilling and being honest about what's actually at play here, why Republicans are playing this dangerous game and why African-Americans happen to be the target nine times out of ten. Well, Amisha, you mentioned an important thing there, which is that these same harm reduction strategies are also used in places like Boston to benefit drug users who are white. The problem suddenly came up when it was something that was going to be specifically benefiting or used and targeted for black and brown communities. It's a grant, right? Federal money going to underserved populations is what got the right wing attention. So Tried what is you. then the solution, right? Because this got to the point in less than 24 hours where a anodyne grant, technical grant announcement had to be addressed at a White House podium. Absolutely, because millions of people shared misinformation. Uh, to delve down even further, Republicans have always supported harm reduction strategies because largely they went to their states and their populations. We have um, Senator Cotton out of Arkansas, huge supporter of it. He's gotten money from it. We have Senator Blackburn, a very staunch conservative out of, uh, out of Tennessee. She supported it. She's gotten money out of it. We have senators across the country. Who's, who have benefited off of this from South Carolina on down. And you don't hear any type of any type of rhetoric around it when their populations that are largely white are benefiting. But because the Biden administration noticed first and foremost how this allocation was happening, that African-Americans were largely, and minorities in general, were largely not receiving the types of supports they needed when it came to um, drug abuse and, 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 and addiction services, they are now being demonized by a program that, needed this level of funding, it's needed it for a while now, by the same legislators who champion it in their own communities. We should really call this out. We should really call out the, the black purveyors of social media who also pass along this misinformation. We're absolutely fine with it. Social but media, we should also look towards media to do better. Because I was quite frankly shocked that it wasn't only blog posts of, you know, your, your, your random idiot ex. It was also legitimate sources that decided they were going to jump on this story. It took a minute for there to be a recalibration to the point where you had 
Washington officials, where you had White House officials have to speak to an insidious lie. Where has America gone where we move to the point where you've got to address a president who is giving out crack pipes? That's not a thing. We've had a lot of crazy things happen in America over the past four or five years. One of the things that will never happen is a president giving crack pipes to anybody. Well, here's what I was telling people earlier, which is that when you see a clickbait headline like that, regardless of the media outlet, go directly to the source. That grant announcement is on the HHH website. It is very easy to access. It is not necessarily easy to understand the technical details, but it tells you what it's about. Effectively, it's about making sure that fewer people end up in prison or dead because of drug use. And I think that's something we can all agree on, that that harm reduction is a good thing. BNC political contributor Amisha Cross. Thanks. All right. All right. Good segment there. Um... Nayara Hawk um, was the anchor there, and uh, Misha Cross, uh, political consultant. So that's from the Black News Channel. That's a good segment. Now, Misha talked about something. Now, that segment's from today. Misha talked about something today that we talked about on yesterday's show. This is why these idiots, these social media pimps and whores, these black social media pimps and whores, they keep putting this nonsense out here, have no idea what they're talking about, and they don't study politics. So one of the things you talked about on yesterday's show is how a lot of these Republican senators have harm reduction programs in their communities, in their states, that are targeting opioid addiction, which largely affects white people. Now, Senator Marsha Blackburn uh was uh was on twitter she was on fox news and she was on twitter uh on wednesday and she was talking about joe biden's going to get crack pipes and all this nonsense but the, and i, and I want to go to her twitter page here to see if i can uh see if i can find this but this is a program that's in her state of tennessee and see people don't follow politics enough to notice stuff you know, that's why a lot of people just need to stay in your own lane. If, you're, if your lane is talking about who's sleeping with who, just stay there. Okay? If your lane is sports, just stay there. Don't jump on stuff like this because you, you jump in and don't know what you're, don't know what you're talking about. Um, let me see something here. Yeah, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Okay, Tennessee. Now, this is a program in Tennessee, Department of Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, Regional Overdose Prevention Specialists. Okay, Regional Overdose Prevention Specialists, ROPS, ROPS, are located throughout the state of Tennessee for uh, as. as throughout the state of Tennessee as a point of contact for training and education on opioid overdose and for opioid and for overdose prevention through the distribution of naloxone from October 2017 through June 20 from October 2017 through June 2021 the regional overdose prevention specialists distributed more than 206,000 units of naloxone 
and the TDMHSAS has documented at least 26,000 lives saved because naloxone distributed was distributed during that time. Now, this is targeting opioid addiction. This program is largely benefiting white people. This is a harm reduction program that uh, Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn has in her state of Tennessee. But she was on Fox News attacking the harm reduction programs that are going to target African-American communities and Latino communities to save their lives. And when these people were, were on Fox News attacking the harm reduction programs from the Biden administration, they didn't talk about the harm reduction programs they had in, in their states like Louisiana and Florida and Tennessee. So you have to ask the question, well, wait a second here. What's going on? Um, I'm, I'm on her page right now looking at this nonsense. She had, she had one tweet up. She may have taken it down because she had one tweet up that actually said crack pipes. Let me, let me flip over. I'm going to show you her Twitter page. See, these are the type of people. Now, what people have to understand is all these bills that you say you want, all these policies, people like Marshall Blackburn consistently vote against them. She voted. She, she, she's against the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. She voted against the, the uh, she, uh, she's a, she, she voted against the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. She's against the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. She voted against the uh, she voted against the one point nine trillion dollar America Rescue Plan. So a lot of a lot of these bills see there's a there's a disconnect there's a there's a huge disconnect between um okay this this see she still has this bullshit up right here see these are the type of people that must be voted out of office because they continue to lie and continue to vote against bills that African-Americans say they want. This is from February 8th. She still hasn't taken this BS down. I'm going to do a screenshot of this. Do a screenshot of this. I'm going to put this, I'm going to, this is going to be on my page during the, uh, when she's up for re-election. Okay. This is from February 8th. She still hasn't taken it down. This is how these people spread these lies. And she, and she shared this from Fox News, which means, and it's still up, which means Fox News hasn't taken this BS down. Time for an intervention. The Biden administration was just caught using your taxpayer dollars to funnel crack pipes and more into poor communities. No, they weren't. You're lying. And, 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 and she or whoever runs her Twitter page didn't have enough sense to take this down. And Fox News is still lying. This is from February 8th. Um, okay, I'm gonna do a screenshot of that too. All right. So this is now she may have a fascination with crap. You know, that's on you. 
Maybe you should go to one of these harm reduction programs in your state of Tennessee. Now, after all the after all the information came out, she still has this lie up on her Twitter page. Go research Senator Marsha Blackburn. You should know who these people are who keep voting against your interests. If this is the president's plan to address drug abuse, our nation is in serious trouble. Well, you have harm reduction programs in your state of Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. Why don't you talk about that? Oh, but your harm reduction program is targeting white people because it's targeting opioid addiction. Go read this right here. This is from Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. But she'll praise Dr. King on Dr. King Day, but then vote against the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and vote against the Freedom to Vote Act. Okay, um, I'm gonna squeeze in this this last story here. Black Enterprise had this article up. Hopefully, these ads won't pop up. This is a real story from Black Enterprise, not like the fake one they posted. They had they had to take down. So H. So we know there was a rash of HBCU bomb threats, uh, January 31st and February 1st. HBCU, HBCU leaders are saying that they are undeterred by recent, uh, recent, a recent string of bomb threats. This is from February 9th, 2022. Uh, the presidents of HBCUs say they have received bomb threats recently, but remain undeterred and will continue working to educate black Americans will remain undeterred, undeterred and will continue to educate black Americans. Uh, Alcorn State University President Felicia, uh, Felicia uh, Nave said they are disappointed, they are traumatized, according to NPR National Public Radio, but they're resilient and they are resolved to continue to move forward and to make it known that we won't be threatened, we won't, won't be scared away. We won't be threatened. We won't be scared away. Now, on February 5th, Saturday, February 5th, on the Cross Connection with Tiffany Cross, she did a segment dealing with this, um, dealing with the HBCU bombings and what's behind it. And also, the FBI has identified six juveniles, uh, and some of them have um, some of the threats they were making were racial uh, threats. Okay, so we're going to go to this clip here. We'll go to this clip here in just a second. Stand by. Let me cue this up. Supposed to be a place where you can escape white supremacy. So I'm just. Let's put that here in. We're gonna put that here in Google Chrome. We'll queue it up there. All right, just a second. Let me queue this up. All right, uh, we'll go back to this article. So while well, well, I queue that up. Now, Michelle Asha Cooper. 
Michelle Asher Cooper, the deputy uh, assistant secretary of higher education programs for the, U for the U.S. Department of Education, added that she believes the threats were made to scare HBCU, uh, HBCU schools. She believes the threats were made to scare HBCU schools. Florida Memorial University, the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, Norfolk State University, North Carolina, Central University, Prairie View, A&M, Xavier University of Louisiana, received bomb threats in early January. In addition, Howard University, Bowie State University, Delaware State, Bethune-Cookman, Albany State University, uh, Southern University, and, and AM College all received bomb threats on February 1st, the first day of Black History Month. Now, no bombs or explosives were found on any of the HBCU campuses. The FBI identified six juveniles as persons of interest. The Associated Press reported one of the callers who phoned in a threat against Bethune Cookman against Bethune Cookman University claimed to be with the neo Nazi group Atomwaffen uh, Division. Okay, um, the investigation quote the investigation is of the highest priority of the bureau and involves more than twenty FBI field offices across the. And involves more than 20 FBI field offices across the country. The FBI said last week about its investigation into bomb threats at HBCUs. These threats are being investigated as racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism and hate crimes. These threats are being investigated as racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism and hate crimes okay so check out the rest of this uh piece here from uh black enterprise hbcu leaders say they are undeterred by recent string of bomb threats all right now i want to go to this clip here this is from um the cross connection with uh tiffany cross and she's speaking with thomas hudson president of Jackson State University and HBCU. And she's also speaking with Malcolm Nance, anti-terrorism uh, uh, expert, Malcolm Nance. Okay, this is from February 5th, 2022. Let's go to this clip. Campus is a nurturing safe haven. It's supposed to be a place where you can escape white supremacy. So I'm just curious from you, what is the mood on campus now? Well, you know, and thank you, first of all, for uh, allowing this platform and really highlighting this very important issue. Uh, thankfully, our students are not deterred. Uh, when you think about, you know, what happened, uh, the way it happened and just what's been going on around the country, our students are not deterred. Uh, they're determined to continue their education. They're determined to continue to live about their dreams and go about their business. So I'm very thankful for the resiliency uh, of our students here at Jackson State University. 
That's really good to uh, good to hear. And Malcolm, you know, listen, you hear all these conversations about, oh, well, the old racists will, will die off and younger people will take over and we'll all live in harmony, but clearly not so much. There are a lot of young people who ascribe to white supremacy. They use these social media platforms and a lot of online gaming uh, use these as, plat as platforms to target these young folks. Uh, what's your thought on these six individuals who are juveniles, as you saw, who clearly targeted uh, these schools uh, specifically HBCUs, uh, it does not seem like white supremacy is dying off anytime soon. White supremacy is certainly not dying off anytime soon now that it's been nationalized uh, yeah. and turned into the platform ideology of one political party. So how do we make, uh, let's look at it in the counterterrorism realm. How, what do we make of six juveniles who use their tech savviness to go out and actually threaten something that most people in the non-African-American community would even know about, which is HBCUs. That means that they are part of an ideological movement. They are aware of the value of, of, of historically uh, black colleges, and they decided that they were going to make their mark in intimidating them. These young men or, and women, whoever they are, they made their point by attacking on, you know, through the threats on after the first day of African American History Month, uh, this is not something that HBCUs have never seen before. There is a history of violence and threats against Black communities and Black colleges since the since the beginning of the, the first one. But we have to understand that there is a new generation that is out there. Uh, you know, groups like the Patriot Front who walk around with flags and khakis. They are young. And they are going to be and have proven just as violent as their fathers and grandfathers. You're absolutely right, Malcolm and Dr. Hudson. I just want to let you know that this show is run by HBCU folks. Our executive producer went to FAMU. I went to Clark. I'm curious because Malcolm makes a really good point. This has long been a challenge. Um, Wilberforce University in uh, Greene County, Ohio, uh, was one of the country's oldest private HBCUs and faced an arson attack after the assassination of President Lincoln in 1865. This is very consistent, and I think, uh, you know, people did not realize how, how much um, HBCUs had been subject to this kind of terrorism. Why do you think these young folks targeted uh, HBCUs in this way? Well, you know, you, when you think about the mission of HBCU, and you're right, it's long been a safe haven for uh, African-Americans to access their education and really achieve their dreams. And, and that runs counter uh, to the whole idea of white supremacy. So it's not surprising that you would take uh, these venerable institutions and try to disrupt the learning. And that's really what it was about. It was about trying to disrupt the learning, disrupt the great things that are going on. You know, there's been a renaissance, if you will, of people recognizing the true value of HBCUs and all that we produce. And there are a lot of people, you know, there are some people who just uh, want to run counter to that. I must still take exception to this idea and to the description of them as being these tech-savvy juveniles. Uh, these are cowards. These are cowards who, in the dead of night, early in the morning, call in bomb threats, and the entire idea is to shut down the campus, to keep our students from learning, uh, to just yeah. provide some disruption in their uh, actual work day and in the learning process. And again, we won't allow that to happen. Uh, we're right. going to be vigilant.
remain safe. Uh, we're going to take all precautions. We had great support from federal, state, and local law enforcement in helping us deal with this issue. But we were determined to remain open. Uh, we did a full sweep. We took all precautions, but we were not going to be deterred from accomplishing, accomplishing and continuing with our mission. So, you know, again, these are just cowards meant to disrupt the entire process. Uh, yeah, we absolutely. are used We have a whole history of this, and we're going to continue to work towards progress. Yeah, the mantra of Clark, find a way or make one. Bomb threats don't stop us. HBCU stands strong. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much to Malcolm Nance and uh, Thomas Hudson of Jackson State University. Uh, truly uh, an important discussion. And just because no bombs were found, it does not mean harm was not done. The Washington Post had a great piece pointing that out. Uh, you had to divert resources and staff. Uh, so stand strong, HBCUs. We certainly stand with you on this show. All right. All right, great segment from uh, Cross Connection. That's from February 5th, 2022. That's at uh, msnbc.com. Uh, All right, uh, if you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network, dollar sign, the AHN Show, through Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN Show, through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN Show. So we're six days a week. This helps us keep uh, doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills, et cetera. Uh, I'll post a link here. If you go to our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, we have the information right there on the homepage of our website. Uh, and you can also register for the online classes that I teach on Saturdays and Sundays. And all of my DVD lectures and digital downloads are at our website, um, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay, so uh, we have the information here. Uh, okay, but Cash App and PayPal. So through Cash App, our official cap account is dollar sign the AHN show S H O W. And when you go to it, it says Michael, and it'll show my picture there. These other ones are fake African History Network Cash App accounts, and we also have the link here. And then uh, we have the button here for PayPal as well. Okay, so if you want to donate $25, $50, $100, $5, what have you, uh, definitely helps. And you can register for, if you want me to do a presentation for your group organization, email me at ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com. If you want to advertise your black-owned business with the African History Network, email me as well. Current promotion, buy one month, get two months free. We have three new advertising packages. And the uh, online courses that I teach, we have them in the bundle pack, so you can uh, register for both classes for uh, only $120. The classes are regularly $130 each. And once you register for the classes, you can uh, watch as much as you want to, even after the classes are over with. You can, um, you can still watch them. You still have access to the full classes, okay? We do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch them anytime. So on Saturdays, uh, well, on Saturdays is ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. And I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips. Uh, it's a ton of information in these classes. And we deal with ancient Africa, ancient Egypt, the Nile Valley region of Africa. Talk about Ghana, Songhai, and Mali. Uh, we look at the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors. And we look at what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Okay, so as soon as you register, you can watch the class we uh, did last uh, Saturday. We had a great class. Next class, Saturday, February 12th. 
I do the sessions 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Click right here to register here. And then uh, Sundays is from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. So we look at what happened to us after slavery ended, what happened after the Civil War ended, et cetera. Okay. From the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. I do that on Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we look at the... Uh, Reconstruction, 1865 to 1877, Jim Crow era, World War World War I, World War II, Great Migration, Civil Rights Movement, and Black Power Movement. To understand what happened to us after slavery ended, what were the laws and policies put in place to put us in a predicament we're in now, so we understand where, where we need to go from here. And we have uh, the bundle pack also. You can register for both classes. You get both classes for $120. That's a $260 value. If you've taken classes with me before, email me at ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com. ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com to get 50% off, okay, if you've uh, taken the classes with me before. And we'll get you enrolled in that. You can join us in class um, this weekend. All right, I'll be on uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, on Friday, so look out for that, uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Friday on the Black Star Media Network. Download that to your uh, smartphones and your devices and Roku. And uh, he'll also be broadcasting on Facebook and YouTube, Roland Martin on Facebook and YouTube. He'll be broadcasting there as well. All right, we have to get out of here. Remember, the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now it's correct your own behaviors. Behavior is not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Abundant Capital Group is a real estate investment company with over 20 years of experience in real estate. They specialize in two areas of real estate. One, they solve real estate problems with creative financing solutions that give the seller the most money for their property. And two, they show individuals how to get a higher rate of return on their investment capital with Real Estate Note Investor. If you are looking to sell or need to sell your property, here is what they provide. Market value offer, even if you have little or no equity, they typically pay all closing costs, which can be thousands of dollars. They close on a date of the seller's choosing and the seller does not have to be out of the house at the time of closing. They take the property in an as-is condition and the seller is not required to make any repairs. Give them a call or email them today for a free consultation and see how they can help you with your real estate needs. Call them at 973-475-8488. That's 973-475-8488. Visit their website, AbundantCapitalGroup.com. That's AbundantCapitalGroup.com. And email them at ACG at AbundantCapitalGroup.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Abundant Capital Group. Soul in Motion, celebrating 38 years in the arts. This energetic ensemble of dancers and drummers was started by percussionist Michael Friend and is led by choreographer, associate director Pam Lassiter. Based in the Washington, D.C. area, Soul in Motion is now accepting bookings for Black History Month, Juneteenth, and summer festivals in 2022. 
Soul in Motion is also available for more intimate events like naming ceremonies and weddings. To find out more or book your date, call 240-452-1349 or send an email to info at soulinmotion.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Soul in Motion, celebrating our history, our culture, our future. Soul in Motion, theater, African dance, and drumming since 1984. Mental health and well-being have long been a taboo subject in the so-called African-American community. So I enlisted the help of mental health experts, thought leaders, and activists to help kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and heal from post-traumatic slave syndrome. We experience trauma a lot of times um, on a subconscious level. So sometimes something happens to us and we know that it's traumatizing, but we don't really recognize the extent of the trauma. They are emotionally constipated and emotionally obese because again, all the things that we experienced in childhood, we suffocated and we stored in our body. It's a time to kill and it's a time to heal. We've been haunted by the ghost of Willie Lynch and his doctrine of self-refueling trauma for too long. It's time for Willie to die. Die, Willie. It's the Oscar the Ghost LOXD block. It's time to kill the ghost of Willie Lynch and get out the matrix. Check out my man Ron Life Speaks at DieWillie.com. Jeanette Davis is a well-established author with six published books. Black Survival in White America from Past History to the Next Century was published in 1995, and it delves into the history of African Americans before slavery up to contemporary times. The Great Divide Between Blacks and Whites was released in 2008, and her autobiography, Black Just Like My Mama, was published in 2010. Soulful Journey, The Business of Beings, was released in December 2021, and her two latest books, Echoes from the Heart, Love Throws Poetry, and Master Being Human, were both published in January of 2022. Jeanette Davis' writings delve deeply into the psyche of black people from ancient to contemporary times. She cuts no corners and leaves no stones unturned in relating truth, letting the chips fall where they may on both African and European doorsteps. Order Jeanette Davis' books today at Amazon.com. Search for Jeanette Davis and get to know her work today. STEM Forward, helping our community find their place in the emerging fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Join us for our monthly live stream on our website, stemforwardedu.org. Watch, subscribe, share. Also join our mailing list to stay up to date with STEM resources and opportunities. STEM Forward, the future is now. Watch, subscribe, share. Come and travel with me to a time long ago and place far away. You will experience high adventure and excitement. You are fighting alongside an ancient army in fierce battle. Feel the exhilaration of struggle and final conquest. My name is Maninkare and I am both a prince and a priest in one of the most advanced civilizations humans have ever produced. 
I want you to ride with me in my chariot as I slay the barbarians who have come to invade my land. I invite you to sit at the conference table with the great Pharaoh Taharqa and his ministers as they plan intrigue and use subterfuge to outmaneuver and defeat the enemy. Come back with me to the land of your ancestors, to the beautiful land of Kemet. So open the pages of this book and begin the adventure. Find out what happens in the book, Maninkare Battles the Assyrians in the Nile Valley from author Makari Jones. Get your copy today at Amazon.com. iRedify is a black-owned digital platform that showcases black and brown cultures and people. The books on the platform are written by African-American authors, Afro-Caribbean authors, African authors, and so much more. Kids 14 and under can read ebooks, listen to audiobooks, and complete learning activities. Kids can even write in the books digitally. Get unlimited access to everything on the platform for only $8.99 a month at iRedify.com. Sign up for your membership today. The work that I do is larger than the fashion industry. It's larger than the art world. And I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre. I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. The only reason why my prom dress went viral is because people needed it. Within a few days of going viral, Notori Naughton reached out to me and she's like, I saw your dress, can you make me a dress? I was equally as shocked to be asked by a celebrity to design their dress at the age of 17. That's just one person and the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time. What does self-care mean to you? To us, it's an opportunity to reconnect with nature. A chance to create something remarkable. At Sage and Elm Apothecary, our handcrafted skin care and household products immerse you in Earth's sweetest nectar, connecting you to nature in a way you never imagined. See for yourself and visit us at sageandelmapothecary.com. Jeanette Davis is a well-established author with six published books. Black Survival in White America from Past History to the Next Century was published in 1995 and it delves into the history of African Americans before slavery up to contemporary times. The Great Divide Between Blacks and Whites was released in 2008 and her autobiography, Black Just Like My Mama, was published in 2010. Soulful Journey, The Business of Beings, was released in December 2021 and her two latest books, Echoes from the Heart, Love Throws Poetry, and Master Being Human were both published in January of 2022. 
Jeanette Davis' writings delve deeply into the psyche of black people from ancient to contemporary times. She cuts no corners and leaves no stones unturned in relating truth, letting the chips fall where they may on both African and European doorsteps. Order Jeanette Davis's books today at Amazon.com. Search for Jeanette Davis and get to know her work today. STEM Forward, helping our community find their place in the emerging fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Join us for our monthly live stream on our website, stemforwardedu.org. Watch, subscribe, share. Also join our mailing list to stay up to date with STEM resources and opportunities. STEM Forward, the future is now. Watch, subscribe, share. Abundant Capital Group is a real estate investment company with over 20 years of experience in real estate. They specialize in two areas of real estate. One, they solve real estate problems with creative financing solutions that give the seller the most money for their property. And two, they show individuals how to get a higher rate of return on their investment capital with real estate note investing. If you are looking to sell or need to sell your property, here is what they provide. Market value offer, even if you have little or no equity, they typically pay all closing costs, which can be thousands of dollars. They close on a date of the seller's choosing and the seller does not have to be out of the house at the time of closing. They take the property in an as is condition and the seller is not required to make any repairs. Give them a call or email them today for a free consultation and see how they can help you with your real estate needs. Call them at 973-475-8488. That's 973-475-8488. Visit their website, AbundantCapitalGroup.com. That's AbundantCapitalGroup.com. And email them at ACG at AbundantCapitalGroup.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Abundant Capital Group. What does self-care mean to you? To us, it's an opportunity to reconnect with nature. A chance to create something remarkable. At Sage and Elm Apothecary, our handcrafted skin care and household products immerse you in Earth's sweetest nectar, connecting you to nature in a way you never imagined. See for yourself and visit us at sageandelmapothecary.com. <laughs> 